Welcome to an enlightened hour of interactive talk. This is Guided Spirit Conversations with host Marla Goldberg. In this program, we spotlight guests from all over the globe who have helped others change their lives and will provide you with the tips, tools, and techniques that you need to help make a difference in your own life. Now, here is Marla Goldberg. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Guided Spirit Conversations. As you know, I'm Marla Goldberg, your host, and today I'm so excited. We have an amazing lady on the show, Wani Manley. Wani started out her professional career as an attorney, but became a leading international inspirational speaker where she speaks on courage, resilience, and personal development. She helps her audiences empower themselves to stop acting as if life is a dress rehearsal tap into their courage, live the life they really want and live it now, and be totally unapologetic about it. Wani has also authored two books, Get Out of Survival Mode and Live the Life You Really Want, and There is Spirituality, and Then There is Truth. Welcome, Wani. How are you? Hi, Marla. Thank you so much for having me. Hello, everybody. I am so happy to have you here. I'm so excited. Um, So let's start at the beginning. How did you start down this path? Because you went from, I know you, you moved to a lot of places. You became an attorney. Mm-hmm. That was your professional life for a while. And then? Well, I, yeah, I've been an attorney for 16 years. And, um, you know, in terms of how I ended up on, the, on this, this work with spirituality and personal development, I think it's the same case for a lot of people. Like, you know, the school of hard knocks in certain cases in life kind of brings us to it, Right. And for me, I came in 2009 when I literally came out of a breakup. Um, I was going through a whole year of um, having chest pains in my chest and finally um, found myself like on the table having a biopsy for breast cancer twice. And nothing was wrong, however, but the time the doctor was like, you're just pretty stressed out. I suggest you start taking, you know, meditation and yoga, things like that. And a friend of mine introduced me to what she called was her life coach. But then when I went to uh, my initial um, meditation session or group or satsang, as they call it in India, um, it was quite something extraordinary. And I found myself really like in front of a real living master uh, about talking about, you know, the path of enlightenment. And then I found myself actually on it. Long story short, I ended up in Paris because <laughs> I was called to actually come here. And so when I got here, you know, my, my calling really became, became revealed to me, which was to step on this path uh, to really help people really live their true potential. And the thing is, is you do not know a person, if I'm correct. You knew nothing. You didn't know how to speak the language. And here you are in the middle of Paris, France. Yes, absolutely. I can't wait for essentially like a year, a solid year. I kept getting signs pointing me to Paris, Paris, Paris. And one day my heart spoke to me. I said, well, I'm telling you to move. I said, why not? I sold my, my condo in Miami. I sold my car. I gave away all my things to charities. And yeah, I came to Paris. I didn't have a single person. I didn't know how to say bonjour, nothing. And I didn't have a plan A, a plan B, or a plan C. But I just trusted that whatever was actually calling here, because I didn't come to Paris. My ego didn't bring me here. I was actually called to it. But it will reveal itself. And so when I got here, I was extremely inspired. Um, books just sort of kind of being like pushed out of me. And I started speaking and, you know, well, I like my whole, my, you know, my call was attributed to me of speaking and, you know, and helping people on the personal development, spirituality, and just like really becoming, you know, you know, awakening this community. 
talk about walking your talk of courage because yeah. it takes, and I know you wrote in your bio, and I didn't say it, but it was so funny, hailed as having balls and ovaries of courage. And yes, you did, because not only did you move away from your home, not to another state where you can easily get back and forth, but over the ocean to a whole other country, living a whole other life. <laughs> Let me tell you, one of my really good friends actually gave Coinet to me because here's the thing. My move to Paris actually ended up in three different moves, right? The first time I came for two months and then I went back to Miami for three. And then I came back here. The second time I came, believe it or not, I came with about $450 in my bank account. And I had a whole bunch of account receivables from my legal clients at the time, which were like my bread and butter clients. And I just came thinking I was going to be okay, Right. That summer, like literally nobody paid me for it. I was owed like $40,000 and nobody paid me. And so I was here like literally learning how to tune into the energy of abundance, avail myself to the help of the universe. When I, my girlfriend picked me up, she literally looked at me at the airport. She was like, you have balls and ovaries of courage. And that's how I got that nickname, actually. It was because of that dare to that coming to Paris with like less than 500 bucks to my name. That is, I, I just love it. And, but it's walking your talk. And that's the amazing thing is that, you know, look, there's a lot of people out there. They have a lot of great information. Sometimes they don't always walk their talk. You know, they, they talk about it, but they might not live it because it's hard. It's hard to actually have the conviction and the faith and the trust to be able to follow that course. Yeah. Now, I know you've got a course about abundance, and you've got a course it's called, wait, I will tell you in one second, because I don't want to bother you, <laughs> 40 Days of Abundance Mindset course and 40 Days of Abundance Accelerator course. Mm-hmm. Now, I normally don't do this, but let's talk about these courses really quick. I mean, so early on in the show, but they, they intrigue me, especially after your story of like not getting paid, and you had to tap into abundance because... I'm sure a lot of people, especially now with the holiday bills and everybody wanting this, this, and this for their gifts, how do you tap in? Well, the first thing I had to tap into was to get over this notion that abundance only means dollar bills or euros, right? And to understand that abundance is actually your attitude. Abundance is actually the, in being in the energy, the consciousness that actually I have. At the same time, I realized you cannot pay your bills like that. But it's con, you know, and so I had to really learn that, you know, the whole issue when it comes to money really isn't about money in the first place. That money is actually not the cause, it's actually a symptom. And the symptom for almost everybody is lack of self love and lack of self worth. And so these courses, it's a 40 day deep dive into every aspect of actually getting attuned to the consciousness of abundance and letting go of lack, limitation, and scarcity, which is so reinforced by everything that society, you know, that we're, we're, we're around with. And so I really, I do a deep dive. We talk about everything in that course from, you know, from shame, from, um, you know, like really like, you know, just, you know, the words you speak of, you know, when you say I'm broke or I don't actually have and realize that the words actually have power and people were constantly arguing for our limitations and rather than arguing for like what's really true. And so I really, and it takes a while because again, like, you know, the, the pool of the collective consciousness plus your own, it's telling you, I don't have, I don't have, I don't have, right? You know, I know Abraham Hicks talk about the whole vortex and talk about how your bank account is actually unlimited. And it's like, one of the things I had to show myself was that my bank account is not really reflective how much money I 
actually have. My bank account really is the universal bank account. That took some skill, you know, and so when you begin to really connect with that energy, the totality, then guess what? The you know, you, client starts to come in or ideas starts to come in. It's like, oh my God, your bank account starts to actually increase. And so I cover all of that. I talk about the self-worth things that people don't really want to talk about because it's not about affirmations of, you know, I am wealthy, I am wealthy. If that was the case, we would all be like rolling in dope. But it's not the case of this. So really deep undercurrent stuff to get a look at to really kind of tap into the energy of abundance. See, and I think, and I believe that we all, everyone could be rolling in dough, but blocks, limitations, familiar downloads, you know, passed down from generation to generation, hold people back. And I think in a way, you're sort of saying the same thing, because we, we all can be abundant. And let's face facts, I'm going to agree with what you say. It's not just about money. You could be abundance in friends, abundance in opportunities. It just depends on what you take and what you don't take. And so that makes a big difference. So let's, let's talk about people who feel that life has failed them. How do they pick themselves up by their bootstrap and realize that life hasn't hasn't let them down it's just giving them a growth opportunity or how would you put it I, I that's how I would look at it you know you, you hit it right on there one of the things we have to understand is that life is fundamentally about growth and that everything that we are actually are facing is for that even if it doesn't see like if it doesn't feel that way and I, and I know it can be tough because I've actually been, been like oh my god like why me right we all kind of fall to the victim you know mentality at some point And so what I would say is that when you are at your darkest, you have to understand that is when there is the most light there is, right? It's for example, like when you have, like you're in a dark room and you light a candle, right? And you can see the candle flame, but it's dark, right? But if you turn on the lights in the room, the candle flame is still actually there. And so what I would say is like when when you're on your all fours, when you're, I mean, completely bankrupt, what is literally and actually figuratively, you have to start to understand that, oh my God, that the greatest opportunity is right before you. A coach once said to me, the success is always in the problem. And that literally changed my outlook to no matter where I'm at, I'm at experience. I'm like, wait a minute, whatever's before me, it's like, no, the success is in this issue right now. So where is it? And start focusing for that and open yourself to receive like, the, the awareness or you know, the, the, the know-how, the downloads, then you can actually get out of it. It actually is a blessing. The, the downfalls, the oh my gods, and you know, it really, really is a blessing. I will tell you, I've been on my knees many times, and I'm talking about my life crashing. No, no dirty thoughts there, and um, and and you're right. But it, it took me a long time to be able to be outside the forest and say, oh my god, I learned so much from this time in my life that was so dismal and mm-hmm. so difficult. And so self-abusive. And so it, it's, it is. It's, it's, it is the opportunity for growth. It's the biggest, the biggest opportunity for growth if you look at it their way. Don't you believe it's also a mindset when you think about the growth piece? It, it, yeah, it is a mindset. And I believe it's also to like a mature mindset to actually have, right? Because it's easy to want to blame somebody else, but it's much harder to actually want to take self-responsibility. Listen, I get it. Like, you don't want to look at your life of that's of catastrophe. Like, I completely created this, right? You want to feel like something, something, some other force out there did this to me. 
But I would say the more you are in that energy of, you know, blaming something outside of yourself, you're going to continue to actually perpetuate it. And I can also say, too, that sometimes these things are actually happening for us, quote, unquote, to us. It's for us to actually let go and to just to kind of let go of the personal will and to open up to the universe or the divine will. Because I have learned that we can only see from here to here right? There's yes. infinite possibilities and like the universe knows our heart. Before you even say a prayer, God, I'm not afraid to use this word, the G word. It, like, it knows what you want, but it knows the best way to actually give it to you. And so it just wants it sometimes to really, to just to let go. And some of the times that you don't get what you want, it's because you need to learn something out of it. And it beca- I have to share that it, what you're, you're saying it became a mantra for me where I, I have a lot of mantras, but one of them was, okay, show me, what, what am I supposed to learn from this? And one of these times when I'm on my knees, what am I supposed to learn? Why, why am I going through this? And I had a very wise woman tell me, you're exactly where you are because you are where you are because that's where you are. And you need to learn from, you know, you need to go now, take this from this step, go to the next step, and then go to the next. And it could be baby steps. Don't try to take the giant leap and bound take the next baby step to get you to the next place. So when people are experiencing a lack of abundance, whether it's monetary abundance, support, abundance of support, friends, family, whatever it might be, how do you guide somebody out of that dark lack mentality into, no, there, there is more out there than this? I literally, this is, in fact, um, I have this abundance as a manifesto, right? And the number one tool in it, and literally, so I tell people to sit down and write out a hundred ways in which you're abundant right now. Put butt to chair, don't get up until you reach a hundred. And I tell people to really like to look outside of what you have, like within your own personal being, right? And to extend it to actually outside of it. Like right now, we both have an abundance of technology. We have an abundance of health. We have an abundance of light. You know, the more you start to write out what the, the evidence of abundance you actually have, Number one, you begin to just to expand, right? Your energy just opens up. Number two, it's very difficult to be feeling in a funk of I don't have and then like focusing what you have. It's kind of like you can't be sitting up or, or, or sitting down or standing up and sitting at the, at the exact same time, right? And then you just begin to open up the seat and that has to experience your knowledge. It's like, wow, abundance is actually everything. And there's only abundance, right? And so it's just, and when you do it, Every, I mean, every day I make an abundance list. I don't do 100, but I do, but I do 10. But when there are times when actually, okay, the bank account is actually kind of low or clients are slow to come back, guess what? Okay, I like to stop it, all right? 100 ways, how evidence of why I'm so abundant. And you just start to look for that. Look for the evidence to the contrary. I love it. That, that to me goes along with gratitude because yeah. when you sit there and see how much you have, you know, stop crying with two loaves of bread under your arms. You're highly abundant and you're, you know, and be grateful for this because, you know, it's there and more grateful you are or the more you have an open mind to abundance, which you're mm-hmm. talking about, the more you'll receive. Yeah. It's the, it's a law of attraction or, you know, law of attraction cycle. The more you say you have lack, guess mm-hmm. what you're going to get more of. Yeah, you know, I know for me too, like I live in Paris, right? And so I was living in Miami before, which is a driving culture, right? And so, but Paris is a walking culture. And I'm telling you, like, Marla, like, 
you cannot take three steps in the house without somebody begging you for something, right? Without seeing people like, Jifam means I'm hungry. And so like, and I think about my life back in Miami, when I was like driving my Porsche on top down, it's like, if I really want to see poverty, I have to go and I have to drive to actually see it. But whereas here, I'm constantly being bombarded with I'm seeing it. And so for me, it just makes me more so much appreciative of what I actually have. And so for me, I can see, it doesn't matter what's in the bank account. Even if there's nothing, and I'm like, I'm grateful to even have a bank right now because in some countries, you can't have a bank account. You know what I mean? So it's just, it's a matter of really a perspective. You know, and, and just it just opens you up to be like, wow, no matter what, I have so much. Even if we're healthy, you've won the lottery. Right. It's so true. You do live the, live the lottery. And so do you, when these, because you're bombarded, like you said, every three steps, there's somebody else asking you. And it's like the, some third world countries out there where, you know, like India or I think it's where I'm trying to think where my husband said this happens a lot. He travels to Asia quite a bit. And there are some areas in China, I think it is, where people don't have a lot. How do you handle this? You know, I used to have a lot of guilt, you know, because you just can't give to everybody, right? And so, and I know from myself that I also have that complex of just feeling guilty when I have a lot, right? And I just recognize if I can help one person per day, that's it for me. That's my quota. I'm not responsible for the world's happiness. I'm not responsible for actually saving the world. My path, my consciousness, me walking my, you know, my walk or walking my talk, that is helping humanity, right? And I also realized so everybody has their own set of karma. I've been broke. I've been struggling. I've been, you know what I mean? I've been homeless or I've been living out my mom's, even as an attorney, you know, running my own business. It's like, you know, I've been there where I can say, you know what? I need help, but I also recognize it's also my path. It's also my karma. You know, I, I understand that. And what I do, um, you know, I, I can help all, like you, as many as I can help. But what I definitely always do is say, bless you. I bless you. You know, we're sending you blessings. We're something along because I want to give them something. And it may not be a tangible dollar, but I do right. want to send them something of support. So yeah. that's how I send them the blessings energy. Okay, so I'm gonna, we're going to take our first break. Um, by the way, audience, if you want to talk to Wani, and she'll do an intuitive soul record reading if you choose to call in, but you need to call in. So, 888-346-9141. Call in. Get in the queue because this is a lady you want to speak to. We'll be back. Thank you. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. My effing long journey to loving myself, a guide to a shorter path, is an account of Marla Goldberg's transformational journey and a guide to some of the most powerful TTTs or tips, tools, and techniques that she learned along the way. These TTTs taught her how to release anger and learn how to forgive ultimately finding total self-acceptance and self-love. Learn to release anger, frustration, and stress. Learn to forgive others and yourself. Go from self-loathing to self-love. Pick up your copy of Marla's book by visiting marlagoldberg.net. Life can be confusing at times. There can be uncertainty, disappointment, and an inability to clearly see where you're headed. But it doesn't have to be this way at all if you understand how to take the next step in your life. 
Tune in to Living the Miracle with your hosts, Michael and Raphael Tamora. We'll help you to find the deeper meaning that awaits you in your life, have certainty in yourself, and learn to be clairvoyant. Listen Wednesdays at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Empowerment. Take a closer look at yourself in the present. Your body has its own GPS system designed to help you follow your intuition, align your thoughts, and set your own course. Host Dee Lee is here to be your external guide to this discovery. Take a break, a mindful space to pause, and help bring forth the balance that your life deserves. Listen live for Mindful Space to Pause every Friday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time and 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to Guided Spirit Conversations. To reach Marla Goldberg or her guest today, you're invited to call in to the program at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. If you'd rather send an email, the address is guidedspiritconversations at gmail.com. Now, back to this week's program. Hello, everyone. Thank you for sticking around for this segment with Wani Manley, my guest this week. Um, If you just tuned in, Wani is amazing. She is an inspirational speaker, best-selling author, corporate attorney, and entrepreneur. She globetrots around the world with her talks about empowerment and courage, and she's she's living proof. She walks her talk because she has done many things that prove, you know, the the courage that this lady has. So, Wani, welcome. Thank you again. I'm so glad to have you here, as I was telling you earlier. Um, So, let's talk about the current energies. How does it affect the spiritual community, um, which stops, you know, and to help them stop ignoring the reality and this reality? Gosh, you know, I feel like, you know, I came from a very, um, my, my spiritual path began with like really well living teachers, right? So it's super spiritual from India. And then I got into the coaching community, which I call the thick and grow rich community, right? So there's a lot of like affirmations and let's make money, right? But not quite a lot of really blending of like real, and I feel like right now what's been happening is that the current energies with Saturn and Pluto, I follow, so I'm, a, I'm an astrology nerd, you know, so, and I really get it. And so it's like, it's all about really being an in integrity and really coming to truth, you know? And so it's for, it's basically bridging the two gaps. Like, for example, I find like a lot of people that are spiritual seekers tend to be too much in the clouds, but forget about like the day to day, you're in the body, 3D reality, let's pay bills, right? Mm-hmm. And then the, Think and Grow Rich crowd is just all about marketing. I mean, it's kind of like, you know, being a promoter, right? And it's like, those two worlds are crashing down, right? Spiritual seems a way. I got to actually, like, you know, get a business plan put together. And Think and Grow Rich people are like, wait a minute, like, I, this is not really, I'm not really, I don't, you know, I'm losing my integrity or I'm not really quite getting the same vibe, you know? And so we're all being pushed Kick it and scream whether we want it or not to really come into alignment with who, what our purpose is, what we're actually meant to be doing, and to really be truthful. What I mean by it, it's like walking the walk, 
Same was really true, but not necessarily what to really, you know, to get from a numbers perspective, right? And we're seeing like, for example, Instagram has taken down the number of likes, right? You cannot see in the, you know, how many people are actually like, you know, are liking your profiles anymore, right? Because it's kind of, we're coming into alignment. Interesting. I did not know that about Instagram. Yeah, so, it's like in a, several other countries, but now it's it hit the United States like around Thanksgiving. So yeah, you can only see your numbers, but you can't see what everybody else is actually doing. And so that way, it's an even playing field now in terms of like the, you know, there's no more mental because of the whole mental, you know, mental health. Because people are really like it's really affecting mental health for a lot of people. Well, and it has, and this whole thing with social media and who likes you and how many likes you gives yourself self-validation, but it really doesn't. It's it's an illusion of validation it, because I'm, my perspective is, is that, you know, you've got to be validated by yourself, which goes into self-acceptance. And I know you talk a lot about self-acceptance and self-love. So let's mm-hmm. start with the self-acceptance part because me personally, I feel that that's the first stepping stone. Well, not the first, but it's it's the next stepping stone to self-love. What are your feelings about how to attain self-acceptance? You know, for me, that was a work that I actually had to, I had to, to do on myself. And first, the, for me, I had to get to a point to recognize that there we are, there are unicorns, right? And it's you. Meaning like there is nothing or no one that exists outside of you. Like we're all are so unique. So it's like, logically speaking, how can you not not like yourself? You know what I mean? And so I also realized too that you have to understand like what you're getting in life. It's reflection of how you feel about yourself. If you're telling yourself you feel like you're, you're not beautiful or you're ugly or you're not good enough, guess what? Life is going to bring people in your path and circumstances that actually reinforce that. And it's like, why are you doing that to yourself, right? It's like you have to begin to really like, you know, the things about you to recognize that nobody else who actually looks like me and to also recognize you have value. You have a gift that nobody actually else has. And so for me, that is just so profound, you know, and it's like when I think about that, my uniqueness, I begin to embrace that. And I'm like, how? it's just for me, I have to like myself no matter what. Now, you know, I don't like myself from 40 pounds overweight. Because I don't like how I feel. And I know that's not the right body I'm supposed to actually be in. Like, this body is not meant to be 180 pounds. And I know if I'm at 180 pounds, there's something wrong on an emotional level that's not, that there's a need to actually not, you know? And so I would recommend getting in front of the mirror naked and looking at yourself. Like, literally, you know, and like looking at your roles, your cellulite, your acne, and just like saying to yourself, I love you. I accept you. I like you. You know, we don't see ourselves. We're always looking because most of our actors are taught that. We're taught to get validation, to get love from other people, right? But to actually seek that from ourselves, it's like we don't really under, we don't really do that. And we also need to understand that the love that you actually are seeking is your own. Because you can never put your 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 likability or your lovability upon somebody else because it's like it's like basically you're chasing like stability from a moving target, right? So what happens if like your husband was on the one side of the bed, he's pissed off and it's like, when you look at him to actually validate you, it's like, but he's not quite ready to meet that. So it's like, you have to basically fulfill and understand that it's your responsibility, number one. Yes, I agree with that. Because our physical appearance is huge, right? And it's like, when you can start to get into your, in front of a mirror, and I do that and just like, okay, I like 
my neck, my this, my that, my, you know, I'm my, my thighs, my, just start to say what you like about yourself and your body will respond to you. It will so respond to you. And I look at myself and I tend to look at those places first that really give me the, uh, you know, the cringeworthy stuff. Like, you know, we all are getting old and our body shows it. And then, and it's sort of like, okay, I've got to be grateful for this and that because it's doing this for me and that for me. So I, I do what you do. I talk about what you do, but to learn to be, but I go to the, instead of like, I, I, I suggest for people to either stop at the top or the bottom and be mm-hmm. grateful, you know, attribute by attribute. Thank you for my feet. I'll start there. I don't care if they look like Fred Flintstone because they're wide and flat or if they've got beautiful little ballerina feet. Um, mm-hmm. Be grateful because it gets you from one place to the other. The toes help you balance, you know, and then just, you know, go up. You know, it's almost like the, what's that old song? The knee bones connected to the doo-doo. Yeah. <laughs> 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 where everything's connected. Something I learned when I was a child. And I totally agree with you on, on being grateful for your who you are bodily. And I wish society, parents, mm-hmm. um, teachers, other people would stop being critical of people on the outside. You know, stop judging their looks on the outside. It's not who they are. It's not their mind. Mm-hmm. It's not their heart. Yeah. So, I totally agree with it. It's a great exercise. It's a totally great exercise. So is there a story about, you know, somebody you have been working with and their success and how it has helped them get out of their lack or their, uh, their place of being in non-courage or not, not being empowered and getting them on the empowerment track, on the self-love track? You know, one of my favorite stories of one of my clients was she, she, she took one of my abundance courses. She is the mother of two. And so third, she's the third time getting me, uh, third time divorcing. Father is kind of slipping like dementia, like lives with her. And I remember like um, Christmas, she started, she took my course in January, right? And I remember for December that year, for Christmas, she didn't have like $10 to buy her kids Christmas gifts. And she came to me, I did a couple of readings with her and I kind of showed her what her path was actually headed for her. So we started working that way. And then she took my, and then she took my abundance course. And let me tell you, by the end of that course, she had managed to expand her consciousness from lack, limitation, and scarcity to abundance to work to the fact she was not making enough money to where she was actually saving $5,000 in wow. savings, number one. That March, she had, or she had purchased and she took her kids, she for like a week, she brought her kids to Paris, just for a week for Easter or for spring break. And then she also went and sponsored a grandmother whose house had burned down. And she sponsored like rebuilding like this woman's house. And so, and she has been like on the up and up like ever since then. I mean, it's just like, there's so many opportunities that have just been coming to her. Like she runs the Montessori school. She's actually got this, um, this platform that I just, I, I see in her future for, every time I do a reading for her, I see Oprah. I see Brene Brown. Like it's that level up because she's basically helping other divorced women kind of get out of that, not kind of get out of that. He did this to me and feel like a victim and say, you know, I contributed to this divorce. You know, her platform is just so big and it's just been such a beauty just to watch her grow. I mean, she posts all the time, like all the certificates and I, and I just look back like, wow. 
you know, and it's just, and it's amazing when we can take, when we start to take self-responsibility and it's just like to, to change our perception, to change our beliefs, everything changes. I so agree. And I, you know, it's totally my belief system too, that everything will change if, you know, where your mind goes, where your thoughts go, things will follow. That's why for me, it's always very important for people to be very careful, myself especially. I mean, I'm, I'm very conscious. I've been doing this for over 15 years, but where I'm very, you know, be aware of your thoughts, words, or actions because, you know, as um, Abraham says, you know, you're met where you are. So trying to keep mine high instead of, because I'm as human as everybody else, I have my moments. I could start, you know, spewing negative stuff but every time I find myself doing that it's like I go clear delete I do it three times and then I, I just because I don't want to get it out there and I find that it it's very um, it's very you have to be very very aware mm-hmm. of the thoughts words and deeds for the same reason and, but that story sounds amazing with your client and so what is the tip for living a happy and fulfilling life with all of this knowledge? I would say, you know, the tip I would say, you really have to connect with what you want, you know, and, you know, so many of us, when we ask that question, there's a blank, right? Because we're not used to getting what we want. We feel like we actually can't. And I want to show that everybody is like, it's the absolute, you actually can't get what you want, right? And you're supposed to. Yes. You're supposed to be living in abundance. You're supposed to be happy. You're supposed to be living in joy. And so really connect with yourself every single day and say, what do I really, really, really want? And I put your hand on your heart because you have to ask it from a heart space because it's not from your ego space because, you know, what you really, really want is coming from your heart. And so give your time to ask your list and allow yourself to really like listen for the answer because, you know, what? it may not really come true. And to follow and to actually trust that you will be supported in what you want to do or what you want to have. It's like your desires are in your heart for a reason. They're there because it's meant to be manifested. It's like what Rumi said, what you seek is actually seeking you as well. You know, so it's like it's in there for a reason. These are not just like random thoughts or random, you know, desire or cravings. It's like, no, it's there because you're meant to actually fulfill it and to begin to move in a space of trust rather than doubt, right? And how you move into trust is to say, you know what? It's not my job to figure out the how. My job is to say, universe, grace, God, I just, I want to experience this or I want to create this and then allow it to really like move and actually bring it to you. Perfect. You know, we've got a caller, Teresa from North Carolina. So let's talk to Teresa. Hello, Teresa. Let me introduce you to Wani. Hi, Teresa. Hello, Wani. Hi, I'm so excited. (laughs) I'm good. How are you? Great. Thank you. What can I do for you? Um, I was just calling to see if I could get an intuition reading. Do you have a specific question? Um, not exactly. I just, I would really love to know just how 2020 is going to look for me. Okay. What I'm getting right away is the color green, which is associated with your heart chakra. And what I'm getting, getting is that I'm seeing a path for you where you're going to be, you're going to be like following your heart. It seems like maybe you have not been, you've been feeling like you have not been able to actually like go with your heart, but 2020 will give you the clarity. Number one, it will actually give you 
the what I'm hearing is like the 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 push or the momentum with the gusto or to feel like you can actually fulfill your heart's desire and that's the cue to actually getting what you want for you for you. Awesome. And I'm saying like a much smoother I don't know what your past is. I'm not seeing what the past is actually have been, but I'm seeing it's like the hardest part you've been dealing with is actually over and you're entering like a, a, and a part of your life was actually like much more smoother for you. That would be fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> well, I got goosebumps, so it's confirmation. I'm feeling confirmation for that. <laughs> yes. Thank you very much. You're so welcome. My pleasure. By the way, I know I'm, this is going to come on again, but if you want to look up Wani and find out, uh, check out what she does, www.wanimanly.com, and that's W-A-N-I-M-A-N-L-Y.com. So look up, look, check her out, check out what she does. I think you'll be absolutely amazed with it. Anyway, we're going back to Wani. I wasn't ending the segment. I just wanted to get that in. I was guided to get your, I don't know, to get your website in. Thank you. So um, let me go to another question. Um, the, your mindset, your abundance course sounds so good. What do you do when you're having one of those wanting to give up moments? I meditate. You know, for me, I am a, I'm a yogi. I mean, I look like with my head shaved, but I mean, I literally am. If I got paid to, be, to meditate, I would be like a billionaire. No, seriously. I literally, I, I just, I put my hand on my heart, you know, and I, I get on all fours and I pray and I ask for the presence of God to step in, you know, and I call upon my angels. I call upon my guys and I'm always praying, like, show me what I don't understand. Like, what do I need to actually see here? That's the first thing, number one. Number two, I, I am recently, in the last couple of months since the summer, I'm obsessed with quantum physics. And I'm realizing now that the key to having what you want, to living, it's really more of embodying another version of yourself who's actually is living in that reality, as opposed to trying to create anything, you know? But first and foremost, it's like I have been really so connected to my heart. And the more, like as I was on the other call, it's like the more connected you are to your heart is when life is actually much better for you. That's when life is actually flowing. When, you are, when it's not flowing, you're disconnected from your path. And so you got to reconnect. You got to get back and say, okay, let me get the, the switch going with the, you know, above or below, you know. And so for me, I give myself a lot, a lot, a lot of time alone. And I journal and I, and I, and I'm always, you know, I'm a seeker and I, you know, I always say, I don't know everything, you know, and it's like, what don't I, what don't I know here? And that can tell you like, you know, when you ask the right questions, it comes to you. And, and here's the thing, but you need to have the ask the question and then allow the answer to come instead of letting your brain continue with the chatter. Yeah. So it, it's, a, those are great because they're so, they're so easy and they're doable but people need to be able to get into themselves. Okay, Bonnie, we're going to be right back. But for the audience, before we do, before I leave you a second time, just want you to know you could be watching this po uh, this podcast on YouTube. We are recording it live. You can hear the conversation between Wani and I during breaks, um, which can be quite amusing. And um, I want to just make you aware of that. I look forward to seeing you on the other side. Stay with us, and we'll get have more of Wani.
Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. My effing long journey to loving myself, a guide to a shorter path, is an account of Marla Goldberg's transformational journey and a guide to some of the most powerful TTTs or tips, tools, and techniques that she learned along the way. These TTTs taught her how to release anger and learn how to forgive, ultimately finding total self-acceptance and self-love. Learn to release anger, frustration, and stress. Learn to forgive others and yourself. Go from self-loathing to self-love. Pick up your copy of Marla's book by visiting marlagoldberg.net. Things Worth Considering, featuring hosts Gord Riddell and Dr. Jan Hill, is a program that's all about connections. The connections we make with our families, our workplaces, friends, and others around us. It's also about connections to ourself, spirit, feelings, and stories. Let us connect with you each week to explore what we are and what we can be moving forward. We can overcome the obstacles that stand in our way. Things Worth Considering airs live every Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Empowerment. Tune in to Lead Up for Women. Speak up to Lead Up as we celebrate the influence of women in business and beyond. Your host, Colleen Biggs, speaks with guests who have stories to share, have faced adversity, and have become success stories in business, in their communities, and in personal accomplishments. Join the strong and the brilliant ones and understand that the world is ready for you to be at your best. Lead Up for Women is heard live every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Empowerment. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to Guided Spirit Conversations. To reach Marla Goldberg or her guest today, you're invited to call in to the program at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. If you'd rather send an email, the address is guidedspiritconversations at gmail.com. Now, back to this week's program. Hello, everyone. Thank you for sticking around for our, through our second break. I am so excited. Today, Wani Manley is my guest. Wani is an inspirational speaker, best-selling author, corporate attorney, and entrepreneur. She Jets all over the globe talking about empowerment, courage, resilience, personal development, and she walks her talk, which I just love. To find, uh, find Wani, you can check out her website at www.wani manly, and I'll spell that W A N I M A N L Y dot com. And so before I get Wani, we start our talk again. It's charity shout-out time. And mm-hmm. Wani's charity is Give Me Dignity Incorporated of Miami. Wani, talk to me about Give Me Dignity. So Give Me Dignity, Dignity is a charity from out of Miami. And the director of it was Julie Stomont, previously Julie Mansfield. And it's a, it's a charity to help little girls who's been the victims of rape, sexual abuse or, you know, any kind of sexual violence. And so what Julie does is she brings awareness to um, perpetrators and like, and really sees basically, first of all, getting girls help. 
Um, you know, in a lot of cases, you know, I was actually, I, you know, sexually abused as well myself as well too. So, you know, in Julie's case, she was actually raped by her uncle, you know, by two of her uncles. And so nobody in her family actually believed it. So she brings awareness to actually the issue, how it's so rampant. She's from Jamaica. And so it's very rampant in the Caribbean and it's very rampant actually in Africa as well too. But actually one out of actually every three women have been sexually abused, you know, and so, or as, you know, as a child. And so for me, it is a personal story for me because it's also my story as well, too, in terms of being sexually molested. So um, I wholeheartedly support Julie. I mean, she's written a really great book called Maybe God Was Busy and talked about, it's her memoir of what actually happened, how nobody actually believed her. Like her mother didn't actually believe this story. And so she really helps young girls to rehabilitate them. And it's about giving, you know, having dignity back from that. Because when you have been sexually abused, there's a part of you that carries a lot of shame. You feel very dirty. You feel like you're damaged goods. And it's on a psychological, psychological level. I can tell you for myself that, you know, my story was that this happened when I was between the age of four to six. But my subconscious mind actually blocked it for like almost like 30 something years. And it wasn't until when I went back to actually Africa for the first time, when I came back to Paris, and I started having like these flashbacks. And I remember for like three weeks, always like taking multiple showers. And I didn't quite know what was really going on, but I just like, okay, there's a process I'm actually going through, but I would just, I would take a shower, I would start working, and then I would hear, go take a shower. And I would say, I'll just go take another shower. But then one day I was actually showering and I just heard the four-year-old is trying to wash the shame off of her. And so, and I begin to, you know, and it, it, yeah, and that's like, yeah, so there's a lot of shame. So like, and so, and so the, the charity is all about giving girls, young women, about, or even grown women who have not, who, like in my case, where it was completely blocked out of your memory, you know, it's just have your sense of dignity back that's been taken away from you. I love that. And it's so important. And I know that there's so much sexual abuse, sexual, um, like sex trafficking, which is sexually abusive. And it's, it's such a great way to support the people who don't have a voice or who didn't have a voice when it was happening and who people didn't believe, which, you know, you go to someone who's supposed to be safe, mother, father, grandparent, and they don't believe it because you're a child. Yeah. So I, I, that's a beautiful, beautiful charity and so right now i know you told me you can only find give me Dig- dignity inc of miami on facebook because they're redoing their website but please check out the facebook page give me dignity inc of miami because this is such a powerful as all charities are but really powerful on helping people to regain the sense of themselves get rid of the shame and step into their their place of dignity and no, this wasn't their fault. They didn't do anything wrong, which is, the, I think, one of the big stigmas that abused children, male or female, it doesn't make a difference. They have it that they asked for it, or there was a reason that yeah. they were enticed the the abuser, and that's not the case. That's not the reality. And, and so, it's, it's universal amongst kids have been abused. You feel like you brought it onto yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not your fault. And it's so... And, and, and here's what I'm going to leave when we leave about this subject is, please, if you start feeling guilty or shame, you just need to repeat, not my fault. I didn't do anything to deserve this. And because I think it's an important mantra to try to embrace into yourself, because I would feel, I would venture to guess that people would feel very, 
very difficult to be accepting of themselves, which we talked about earlier, mm-hmm. and loving of themselves when they're feeling shame or a loss of dignity or guilty about something that they have nothing to be guilty about. Mm-hmm. So, okay, back to Wani and her amazing yeah. <laughs> information. If you could go back in time and start your spiritual journey all over, what or how would you do it differently? Gosh, I would focus 110% on self-love. Number one, first and foremost. Number two, I would focus on embodying quantum physics, parallel parallel lives, parallel universities. (laughs) And really connecting with, in terms of manifestation, really connect and seeing that it's so easy. It's all about alignment, right? And it's not about this letting go and letting go and letting go. It's like just embody whatever you want and really understanding that everything you actually want already exists. There's nothing you actually have to create. But I can tell you that, you know, and also too, I would really look at the three things. So there's that, there's self-love, there's, you know, embodying in terms of a manifestation, but also to recognize that we only have one problem. And the problem that we have is misidentification of ourselves, right? Every problem that you have stems from that. Whether you think you're not good enough, that's a misidentification of who you are, right? And it's like, and everything that you have is you thinking you're less than what you really are. And so when you begin to really step into like your godlike self or your universal self or like the totality of yourself, things just become so much easier. I mean, you were commenting about how, you know, you love watching what's happening to my life right now, but it was like, I've been through the dark nights of the soul, which is like dark years, actually, you know, it's in my next book. And it's like, and I realized, wow, you know, when I actually step into my greatness, whoa, I mean, like I can manifest or things are fluid or I'm, I'm in the state of love, I'm in the state of joy. So it's like, it's like when you're being who you are, that's when things work out for you. That is so true. I'm trying to find, I'm looking for, there's a question I wanted to ask you. Well, you talked about when you feel that um, life has failed you, what you do. Um, I know it's different from the other question that I asked, but how do you handle that? When you feel life has failed you, what do you, or somebody comes to you and says, life has failed me, what do you tell them? How do you guide them? First of all, I would hear them out. Because I think sometimes, like, we tend to get on our, our spiritual soapboxes and, you know, after, or, you know, and think positive. And, so, and sometimes people just need to be heard, right? I mean, people are really going through some really, really difficult situations, right, number one. And number two, I would then just invite them to just to be open, just to have a small window to see, you know what? What if I can share with, what if I can ask you to please open up to the, a different possibility of why this is actually happening. And for you to actually see, oh my God, this is not quite so bad. Or, oh my God, it's actually setting me up to give you what I've always actually wanted. Right. And so, and it's like, and to really recognize that. And, to, and I, and I just pounded the people, like the greatest, like the, the darker you're going through things, it's, it's the opportunity for the greatest light. And when you can begin to really tap into that, it's, oh man, it's so beautiful. I mean, even like an energetic, I'm like, like, as I'm speaking about it, it's like, you know, there's so much love by the universe for us, you know, and it doesn't like to see us suffer to be in pain. And it's just like, it wants us to be living 
in a state of joy all the time, right? And it's like, it just wants us just to open up. And I'm even like, just seeing like my guides right now. And it's like a big envelope. Of, that's what this love, that's what, but we're so on our phones. We're so like in our egos. We really can't, we're so disconnected from this love that it's just like right in our faces, you know, but we just, you have to reconnect. When you're at that level of like despair, and I trust me, I've been there so many times, it's because you're so disconnected from your path. From I truth. so agree. So we've only got a couple of minutes left. Um, is there anything that I've missed asking you that you would like everyone to know right now? It's that, you know, everything really is okay. There isn't any time where everything isn't okay at all. And I, you know, one of my favorite mantras was from Louise Hayes, like everything is always working out for me out of the situation. Only it's for my highest good and I am safe. You're always safe. Unless like you're in literally physical danger, nothing is wrong, you know? And it's like that mantra is just so comforting for me. And it's just, and I always want to share as a gift. I like to give everybody else just like, you know what? Everything really is always okay. I love it. That's great. It's a great way to end. Everything is okay, especially we're in the holiday season and it affects so many people on so many levels. So just let let yourself know it is okay. It is going my way. And eventually you will see the turnaround and change. Wani, thank you so much for being on the show. I'm so excited to have you here today. Again, to everybody, if you want to reach out to Wani, check her, go through her website at www.wanimanly.com and that's W-A-N-I-M-A-N-L-Y. I want to say thank you to Teresa Scott Reed, my assistant, to everyone at Voice America for helping me put on this, these amazing shows. So grateful for you. I want to thank you, the listening audience, because without you, there's no me. And I'm so grateful for you listening in, calling in, sending in your comments. So please keep them going. Um, It's the holiday season. And I just, in this season, I send you wishes for miracles and mischief, for love and fun in this holiday season. Grab it, wrap your arms around it and pull it in tight because it's a great time to be. Anytime's a great time to be. And by the way, we are now in full moon, 12-12, and it's past 12-12 here where I'm at in central time. So until next week, I am sending you love. I send you blessings. I send you gratitude. Thank you again for being here, and I look forward to having you again next week. Take care.